he has quiet power. Now, he lets you shout it out, but when he speaks to you, it's a still small voice. Go left, go right. But the authority of the voice, even in his stillness, arrests every part of your being. Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles Podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. Today, I feel led of the Holy Spirit to talk about the Holy Ghost. I'm going to talk to you about the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, before we, talk, we, we go into the inner workings of that teaching, uh, I want to just ask a question to you, just to make you think. Has somebody you know or you love ever given you a gift? When they gave you that gift, how did you feel? You felt special, didn't you? And by the way, it would be rude for you to give back the gift. It's rude. When somebody gives you a gift, it's because they were thinking about you and they determined this might bless your life. Well, the gift of the Holy Spirit is a gift given to us by God. Now, if anybody knows how to give gifts that are valuable, Important is the one who can gift us from the prism of eternity. We are too finite in our thinking. Many of us can even see beyond tomorrow. Many of us don't even, can't even see far enough to begin to plan for next year. Well, we, we, but we got a God who's, who's a God of foreknowledge. He knows the end from the beginning, meaning he can see, he can see very far into the future and plan it out. Anybody who can plan the death of Jesus, his burial, his resurrection, his suffrage, I mean, his, his deliverance, his, I mean, he's delivering us from sin. If anybody who can plan, who can plan for 6,000 years, you don't play with somebody like that. Wait, whatever he does is absolutely intentional. So when God gives you a gift, you ought to be tremble. You ought to be trembled with reverence and with holy adulation. Knowing that God thought this gift being so important, he gave it to you. Well, there is no gift other than the gift of salvation. There is no gift God can give to you that's higher than the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is, goes out of his way to make sure that we understand that when he gives us the Holy Ghost, he gives us no small thing. He gives us everything. He literally gives us the power behind the heavenly kingdom. He, the, the invisible power of God is the Holy Spirit. When God breathes, when you and I breathe, we, we, what comes out of our mouth is oxygen. I mean, when we breathe in, we bring oxygen. We breathe out, it's carbon, carbon dioxide. But my point is that we breathe in and breathe. But when God breathes and breathes out, he breathes in, breathes out Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the, the Holy Spirit is the climate of heaven. He makes heaven work. He makes heaven heaven. He is the atmosphere of heaven, heaven, the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives you the Holy Spirit. 
So, in the book of John chapter 14, beginning from verse 25, the Bible says this. And by the way, these words are in red in my Bible, meaning they came exactly out of the mouth of Jesus. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, so right away he tells us that one of the assignments of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer is to be a helper. A, a helper. That is amazing. So the Holy Spirit is in your life to help you pray, to help you fast, to help you read the word, to help you live a good life, to help you think better, to help you, uh, to help you appropriate everything Jesus died for you to receive on the cross. It is the Holy Spirit who is there to help you enjoy it all. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, manage or have the foresight to know what you really need. From all that Christ has purchased for your life. Jesus says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So the Holy Spirit comes from the Father, but he's sent to us because of the name of Jesus. We get him on credit. We get him because of what Jesus did. So it's really it's impossible to appropriate the Holy Spirit without living a life that glorifies Jesus. Because I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost is in your life, one of the evidences is how much you're going to glorify Jesus because the Holy Spirit knows he will, he will not even be in your life. That Holy Spirit. He's called the Holy Spirit because he's holy. He's, the, he's holy. Anytime in the English language you put something, a descriptive term in front of something, then the descriptive term becomes definitive to what you are talking about. So the Spirit is holy. That's why it's called the Holy Spirit. That means he's con one of the areas of help he's going to lend to you and I is in the area of walking in holiness. Yes, holiness is not a curse word. Holiness is, a, is what God believes in. Holiness is the condition that God still believes in. Yes, your church may not believe in it. You may be struggling to live in it. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit because holiness is the climate, is the favorite environment of the Holy Spirit. You want to you wanna attract the Holy Ghost to you? Choose holiness. Holiness is a climate the Holy Spirit loves. But he can help you produce. He can help produce it in your life if you are willing. If you cry, say, God, I mean, make me holy. He'll make you holy. I remember the song, holiness, holiness is what I need from you. I mean, I mean, I love that song. I mean, a powerful song with a simple message. Holiness is what the Lord needs from you. Why? Because you are, a re you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. So your desires, your propensity to want to live a clean life are not coming from your own imagination. They are coming from the impetus from within, from the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Spirit. The Father whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. This is why you need to appreciate the gift of the Holy Spirit. People tell me, because I'm a revelator, my gift is a gift of revelation, you know, and I'm only, only now beginning to realize just how deep it is. And people ask me, are you reading the same Bible I'm reading? So what do you mean? I said, I've been reading that and I've never seen what you're talking about. You know what it is? It is the Holy Spirit. 
Really, I can't take credit for it. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has given me a gift of revelation. He, 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 he unveils scripture and I say things. But I tell you, the Holy Ghost was not assigned to teach me only. He is there to teach every believer who would receive the counsel of the Lord. Would you be taught by the Holy Spirit? Would you open up yourself to be taught by the Holy Spirit? I hope you would. I hope it is your, the cry of your heart. I hope it is the cry of your heart. Saying, Dr. Miles, I want to be taught by the Holy Ghost. Jesus says he will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit carries a mandate from God to teach you all things. That means the Holy Spirit is, is going to teach you on grace. He will teach you on holiness. He will teach you on the kingdom. He will teach you on how to treat your brothers and sisters in the Lord correctly. He will teach you on body life. He will teach you on fasting. He will teach you on prayer. Jesus did not leave anything out. He says the Holy Spirit, if you let him, if you heal to his presence, you heal to his power, he is capable of, hallelujah, glory to God. He is capable of teaching you all things. And over the years, my God, I've learned on, he has taught me on fasting. You know, I was, he taught me on how to pray. When I came in the kingdom, I didn't think I could pray for more than five minutes or ten minutes. I would, I would run out of to say. Now I can go for hours and just keep pushing, enjoying it flawlessly. Why? Because the Holy Ghost taught me how to pray for hours. He taught me how you do it without, exacting, without exhausting the flesh because I'm not pulling on my flesh when I pray, especially when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Those kind of things. You're, not, you're praying in the Holy Ghost. The prayer language of the Holy Spirit. He gives it to you. And by the way, I sense there are people watching right now who are not baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I hear guys saying the anointing is being released right now. Even as I'm teaching, you, even I'm teaching, if you feel a language is bubbling up your soul, bubbling up your, your soul and trying to come out of your lips, you need just to let your lips go because somebody right now is being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Praise God. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. This is huge. The work, the work of the Holy Spirit in the realm of remembrance is huge. Remembrance. Why would the issue of remembrance be a big deal? Because if you've lived long enough, if there's something that is common to all humans, myself included, is we tend to forget. We can only handle so many details. We tend to forget. But the Holy Ghost is a master at bringing to remembrance. Bringing to your remembrance. May I tell you, I don't know how many times, I, I mean, you know, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, I mean, loves you so much. I mean, the, the, he takes the work Jesus gave him in your life so seriously. He's involved not just in the religious aspect of your life, in the mundane. In, I mean, kingdom life is about every aspect of life. Do you know there are times I lost my phone, my wife lost her phone, we couldn't remember where we put it, and the Holy Ghost will say, it's right there on the, what? Holy Ghost, he says, oh yeah, I'm just bringing you to remember, it's my job. I bring you to your remembrance. And soon enough, and sure enough, we go there, the phone is exactly where the Holy Spirit said it was going to be. Come on now. 
Now, if that is not enough to destroy the spirit of religion in your life and thrust you into a divine uh, uh, relationship of romance with God, I don't know what. I mean, I, I, I mean, he cares about, you know, there are times I lost my socks. I have some favorite socks, I have to confess, that I just like. Sometimes I know where I place my favorite sock, you know, and then the Holy Ghost said, it's, 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 it's right there, you, you know, I'm telling you, what? Holy Ghost, you know where my socks are? Everything about you, Francis, is important to me. It's important to him, everything about your life. But you need to be able to acknowledge the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, I can bring a gift. Let's just say it's Christmas. I, I bring a gift. The gift is wrapped. See, the Holy Spirit is wrapped in mystery. And the mystery of the Holy Spirit is, that is, 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 that is you know, in other words, in other words, if you want to know more of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, it's a gift. But you have to begin to unwrap the word of God to be able to see what is in the gift. What is in the gift? See, if I bring you a gift and I, I, I put some different things in, inside the box and I place it nice, I mean, I put whatever and I give it to you, you know, it's great that you received it. But, just, but the gift does not help you until you begin to unwrap the thing. Take off, unwrap the thing so you can see what's actually inside. Lift it up, see what it is. Well, listen. Jesus gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost and is wrapped in a box called the Word of God or the Bible. So the more you still spend time in the Bible and open up that word, I mean the gift of the Holy Spirit and all that is in him for you and your family will begin to rise up. You begin to say, I didn't know the Holy Ghost was supposed to do this in my life. Oh, I take that. I didn't know he could, I know he could do that. Oh, I take that. And then, oh, and then you, begin, you begin to find out what I've found in my life, that the Holy Spirit has become in my life the most valuable person in my life. More valuable, yes, than my own wife. Talk to me, somebody, because listen to me, it is the Holy Spirit who even teach, who taught me how to be a better lover. It's the Holy Ghost. So trust me, she needs, she needs me to know the Holy Ghost. She needs me to know this gift called the Holy Spirit. He says he will teach you all things. So he will teach you marriage. He will teach you romance. He will teach you all things. Hey, for those of you who are in college, he will teach you math. He will teach you physics. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I, you know, I went to the, book, the nation of Zimbabwe. And I had, you know, I've seen some supernatural things. But what I met in Zimbabwe just said to me, let me say, God, I know you're big, but you are really big. Way bigger than I actually thought. And it's a young man, uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Tom Dushel, great church, celebration church, Zimbabwe, in Arare, great, great church. He said to me, Dr. Maz, I want you to see there's this Zimbabwean young man. He's never been to college. I want to make that clear. Because you will need to appreciate what the Lord has done with him by learning he has never been to college. He holds no doctorates. No bachelor degree on any, on any, in any, uh, from MIT. He says, but I can tell you, some people from MIT have flown to Zimbabwe to see him because he is solving issues, quantum, he says, developing products in that are coming from quantum physics. He said, he's come up with products for renewable energy that have made American professors from MIT and, and, and uh, Harvard fly to Zimbabwe to meet a guy who's never been to school. So I said, come on, I want to see this boy. I met the boy, 
said, what happened to me? He made a very humble young man. He showed me what he had built. I don't, built, but he had built. He had built a helicopter, an hybrid helicopter that uses all types of gases from one tank. Incredible stuff this boy was doing. He said, how, I said, how did, you, how did you start doing this? He said, well, my mother was so poor, she had to get him out of school because when, when her father died, I mean, we had nothing left. He said, so poor, poverty stricken to the core. So I, want, I, I, I wanted to go to school, but my mother came and took me out, said, we don't even have the money to pay for that, or even get, let, let alone even afford your uniforms. So he said, you know, but we love the Lord, we prayed every day. He says, one day, I wake up and Jesus is in my room. I said, what? He said, said, Jesus was in my room. He says, to do what? He said to me, he said to me, I'm going to teach you physics and engineering. I said, I said, wait. He said, I said, I said, Jesus taught you engineering? I said, yes. The Lord would come. He says he come for weeks. At the same time, he says he'll be on the board. I don't know. I don't, he, was, he said, you start taking. He said to me, some of the formulas I now have, they came from him. He said, that's why when people come to me, they, they, they are thinking, no, there's no way you don't have a degree. There's no way you don't have a degree in chemical engineering. This, you are, he said, they are giving me, they are giving me, uh, 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 they are giving me phrases for what I just do instinctively. And today as I'm speaking, his company just got bought out. This company, it's just company. His company went public on Wall Street. I mean, some American investors put their money in it. Now his company is, uh, went, went public on Wall Street. And from my, from my, from my knowledge, is now, now, he now, one of the things he bought is he bought himself a private jet. That's not bad for a boy who has never been to school. But here's the point. Jesus and the Holy Spirit taught him quantum physics and, and engineering. You see, we limit God because we are so religious. He's not just talking about the word of God. You are a child of God. He will teach you all things means if you are, if you are into video, he can show you some stuff about video. You have not even been discovered. If you are into technology, God knows technology. He wants his children to be the head and not the tail. The problem is we, are not, we, are not, we have not spent enough time to appreciate what it means to have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, praying in tongues is just praying in tongues is just one of the fruit, one, one, one of the benefits of having the Holy Spirit. But if you just pray in tongues, you don't even wait for the thing called interpretation. Because sometimes in the interpretation, God might be giving you a solution to the reader or to the problem you've been trying to solve. Man, I'm telling you, there is so much in the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I want to just challenge you today to make a fresh commitment in your life to the Holy Ghost. Make a fresh commitment to be yielded to the Spirit. The Bible says, as many as are laid by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. As many as are laid by the Holy Ghost. May you be among the sons of God that are laid by the Spirit. I have no idea what, what your life will look like, but I can tell you this. It's going to look a whole lot better a whole lot amazing than you were the life you have now. If the Holy Ghost begins, becomes the driver in your bus, he becomes the driver in your truck. If you let him be, be, all the, uh, begin to guide you, oh my God. He says, you bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. 
not as the world gives do I, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let, no, your, let not your heart be troubled, neither let, be, let it be afraid. What is he saying? One of the assignments of the Holy Spirit is to be, is to, is to, is to make sure that we are, we are acquainted, connected to the engines of peace. He is the spirit of shalom. The Holy Spirit is also the spirit of peace. He brings peace. He actualizes in the soul of man the peace Jesus acquired and purchased on the cross by his blood and terrible death and ultimate resurrection. All of that that Christ purchased as a triumphant king in the new covenant, you can, you can peacefully enjoy by just honoring and taking another look at the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many times do you say good morning, Holy Spirit? How many times do you say hello, Holy Spirit? How many times do you even consult the Holy Spirit? Listen, you have a gift from God. You have a gift from the Lord. And it can literally change your life. And one of the ways you, 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 you can maximize what's available to you through the gift of the Holy Spirit is through fellowship. Fellowship. What do the mouse, what does fellowship with the Holy Spirit look like? It is you taking the time to spend time with the Holy Spirit where the essence of the time you're taking off is to focus on him and him alone. Because you say the more you, you fellowship or take time to spend, take time to be with him, the clearer his voice becomes. The clearer his gentle voice. By the way, the voice of the Holy Spirit is gentle. Very rarely does it gen As a matter of fact, I don't even remember one time the Holy Spirit ever screamed an, ins an instruction to me. Because you, know what, I, I, because you know what he told me one time? That Francis, the more power you have, you don't need to scream. He has quiet power. Now, he lets you shout it out, but when he speaks to you, it's a still small voice. Go left, go right. But the authority of the voice, even in his stillness, arrests every part of your being. It's my prayer to you that you say, Dr. Mouse, I heard you today. I heard this service and I, and, and I realized I've been, neglecting, I've, been, I've been neglecting fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Don't beat yourself down because we, all, we, we, we have all done it, including me. And I had to realize, oh my God, what have I done? And you pull back and you correct yourself and things begin to flow. You realize you're beginning to live your, your Christian life without the one who's supposed to guide it. And then, you, you, then you have to put the, your, your, your gears in reverse and repent from whence you have fallen. And many of us have fallen in our area of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to know, hallelujah, that he wants you to pick up that mantle of fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. So whatever you are right now, I just want you to say, God, you know, I need, the, I need a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth. Say to the mouth, I need a fresh impartation of the Holy Ghost. I need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. I need a fresh infilling of of the Holy Spirit because my tank is dry. My tank is empty. 
If the truth be told that the mouth, I've been running on empty. I've been running on yesterday's anointing. I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the anointing. He is the spirit of the anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is a yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. He is the spirit of that yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. And God wants to release it afresh on your life in Jesus' name. Now, there are some of you, this may be the first time you hear about the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've heard about the Holy Spirit, but you're not yet born again where you can take advantage of what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. So at this juncture in the service, I want to give you the blessed opportunity to give your life to Christ. Because as you give your life to Christ, the Lord is going to change your life. So wherever you are, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Because this is a prayer of salvation. Pray, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus on the cross. He died for me that I might live under God. Lord, I repent for all my sins and everything that I've done that has brought injury on the heart of God. Lord, I now give my life to Jesus of Nazareth. I acknowledge with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, and then he was resurrected on the third day. I believe, Lord, in your Son. Holy Spirit, come into my heart and change me and make me a child of God. Blood of Jesus, wash all my sin and cleanse my conscience from dead works. If you pray that anointed prayer of salvation, now is the day of salvation for you. You are born again. That's exactly the prayer I prayed in 1989 at the Maranatha Assemblies of God Church in Zambia. And I got God as born again. And my life has never been the same. The old have passed away and behold all things become new. If you just gave your life, we want to know about it. Go to testify at francismouse.com. Let us know, Dr. Mouse, I got saved as you are teaching on Francis Mouse Church Online. And also, don't forget to join our membership at francismousechurchonline.com. Tell us about your testimony because we'd like to help you in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.